Hello, and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and I mentioned before in a previous episode that I was thinking of dyeing my hair pink. Well, it is currently cotton candy colored, and I look delicious. This chat is with someone whose voice you very much likely heard before. That is, if you've watched the Transformers, He-Man, Ben 10, DuckTales, Up, Scooby-Doo, Eternals, plus a hundred other TV shows and movies, or if you've played Assassin's Creed, Ratchet and Clank, Call of Duty, Kingdom Hearts, or a hundred other video games, or if you've literally watched any commercial or tuned into any radio station in North America in the last 20 years. And that is because today's guest is none other than voice actor David Kaye. In this chat, he shares how he got his start in voice acting and then transitioned into animated films and TV shows and video games, and how anyone else with a knack for making cute, funny, silly, made-up, old, young, serious, weird voices can do the same. So without further ado, let's jump in. Well, hello, David. How how are you doing today? Uh, Good, you know? Yeah. Um uh it's been a busy day busy day yeah <laughs> I, yeah. I never know i wasn't expecting it this morning I went yeah i gotta play a little tennis and then that all of a sudden boom, 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 you know uh that's how it goes how uh, often on a daily basis do people get you to like your friends and family and people you meet get you to voice act for fun for them just randomly not, not really often I mean, when I was a kid growing up and I was learning to play the guitar and I was like 12, my mother was like, play that song for your uncle. I go, oh, God. And I, you know, here's the thing. And I was always asked that I, I hated doing it. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm a, a natural born performer like some people are, because a friend of mine who's an old carny, uh, um, AJ is his name. He performed at the Magic Castle. He when carnivals with, any, you know, friends of Penn and Teller is at the Vegas of you know, magic. And I mean, he's one of those guys, old school and, and, uh, grew up in show business. And I asked him once for having a donut there in the, in near Burbank, uh, back in the day. And I said, do you, um, ever get, you know, when people call you and say, Hey, listen, my kid's having a birthday. Do you want to, are, are you available uh, to do a thing or to dress up as a clown or whatever? And, and I said, you ever kind of, you know, just very, he said, never I go, really? That's what I do. I love it. I'm thinking, wow, because I remember when I used to be in radio and they used to say, hey, listen, could you go and do this remote and go to this car lot and 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 do like a cut ins and sell cars and there's hot dogs and balloons for the kids and clowns. I got I, first my first reaction is, oh, God, yeah. you see people. Um, so I don't know how <laughs> this all happened, but, you know, when somebody says perform, I'm like, ah, eh. I, I, I um, as I got into it and I, you know, I was able to improv some stuff, I could, I could kind of, but it's not my favorite thing, thing to do. <laughs> Interesting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Voice yeah. acting is not your favorite thing to do. No, like performing, like performing. Say, okay. Hey, listen, play, perform for it. Do yeah. It. yeah. They go, uh, I got nothing. You know, uh, that's why I always when you these conventions and you're sitting there on the panel and, and there's a big crowd and people say, uh, what if uh, Megatron and, and, and so-and-so, uh, you know, ordered a hamburger from McDonald's? I'm like, really? I, uh, uh, like, hand me a script and give uh, me yeah, a... Like, uh, uh, so <laughs> I, that's, that's interesting to me because, you know, as an animator and an artist, you know, every everybody's every time there's a birthday come up or whatever, everybody's like, oh, hand make hand make me paint me something and i'm like all right well i'm gonna have to go and spend like 15 hours uh on the side like painting for you which you think is uh happens so fast so you know (laughs) when it comes to animation like what i do it takes so much time and effort to do it that i when people ask me sporadically like that it it takes a lot of mental energy and time to do it when I'm at a convention and be in signing things and people, okay, can you know, I, I love doing the voice come there, yeah. you know, I, I, but, but when, you know, an aunt or an uncle and somebody, your mother, can you do a little, and my kids, of course, we, you know, they, they didn't really, not too much. Once in a while, my son would uh, say, uh, bring a friend home when he was younger and, and uh, oh, I told him you did like the voice of Clank and uh, he's wondering if you could do like the voice and I would say, well, of course I can, I can, you know, and they would they, you know, big bright eyes and it's always, fun. <laughs> right. but I, I don't think my, my point was, I don't know if I was a, a natural born performer. And I, I, mm. I wonder about it because, you know, you go see people in Vegas and they're like, they want to perform. 
they want to do a show. I got some bales of hay. I got a, I got a, I got a barn. I got, let's do a show. I'm like, man, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna. I was never. It's interesting to me how I, I, I chose this line of work. I mean, I love this. I love this doing this. You know, even when I was doing some on camera stuff back in the day, and when I used to live in Canada in Vancouver, I, uh, I did a couple X Files and things, smaller parts on different uh, cool, cool things, and yeah, I like doing it, like. When you're in and it's like, okay, rolling. And it's like, all right, I'm, you know, but the process of, of, of it all, um, I just, I, I loved being behind the mic. Uh, I really found my comfort zone here. As I get older, I, I will do some more on camera because I'm, I'm totally comfortable with myself. It can be anybody I want behind this. And this is where I love to live. And I look forward to doing this every single day. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, okay, so I have a million questions, but I maybe I'm just going to ask you what pops in my head. How do you find uh, a character? You know, you're just kind of talking and, and um, you know, it's like Megatron, for instance. And they're like, you know, the character is maybe like a more authoritative, deeper guy. And you're like, this is the voice. Like, you know, yeah. how do you settle on 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 that? And how do you uh, first just maybe just answer that, I guess? Sure. Well, it's kind of like a recipe, I suppose. Um, you throw stuff up against the wall and see if it sounds any good. When I get a, a, a script in here, I'll, you know, I'll be up on the computer and it'll you know, I get them on a daily basis. And, you know, for whatever series, uh, it could be a DC or Marvel or a Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. Uh, God forbid I ever should ever work for them. Um <laughs> It's another story, uh, but it, they'll they'll give you a description, and you sort of look at it. And sometimes there's a, there's a, a a picture of the character or a, a, an anim animated drawing of the character, and he's yeah. if he's older and round, and you, okay, well he's old and he's he's a mayor of the town, and maybe he's a little heavy, and so he maybe he breathes a bit different. You kind of <clears throat> start to create this in your head. It's all imagination. It's the same thing. You're an animator. You, you, you see, it's like it's like a, I suppose uh, in, a, in, a, in a, a baser way than maybe a Beethoven or a Mozart when they were composing symphonies. They saw it all. They heard everything in their head, which is amazing. And you can see it. And so you kind of close your eyes and you see the character. You see <clears throat> the people around you. You you um, and it's it's a lot of basic imagination, you know. And and you come up with a a voice. And in that case when i went in for the audition a long time ago for for megatron i mean i i didn't pay too much attention to transformers when i was young i was into bugs bunny and tex avery and all these really cool bizarre cartoons i love the the, the rubbery animation and the, the weird um and i was never sort of uh i watched a bit of gi joe uh like the late 80, 80, 80s or 70s 80s and I collected the toys but as far as megatron it was more like i got in there and went i don't know um and i kind of it was it was sort of this i came up with this this concept of, well at the time uh, i think sean connery was was big and anthony hopkins of course and i thought well what if i sort of kind of went down that road and and it's a case of dinosaur so if i combine like maybe and this is all happening very quickly in your brain because you have to do something fast and it's like okay sean connery uh, anthony hopkins and a lizard um yes and so you come up with this this voice and maybe a bit of texture and you know excellent you know and i sort of did that and and it seemed to work um hmm. it's it sort of happened and uh doug looked up doug parker was casting time at the first round and said yeah yeah it's it's uh you know and i read a few other characters and i got called back and then the same thing happened for in in the uh, i got i read for uh for uh, primus optimus uh or primal optimus primal in the beast war series and megatron i got called back for both of them and uh i just went with that um other times i will you know obsess with something and sort of work at it and come back to it and and then i go okay all right this is it this is oh my god they're gonna love this and then nothing happens yeah you know? and then the ones you kind of go i don't know uh say i'm gonna start you know yeah and that's what they and, and you don't even care and you kind of forget about it and they go hey so they love your audition for sounds you know and essentially for, for recently, uh, the Eternals, the, the Marvel movie that I played Arishem in, 
it's one of those i got a paragraph and of course it's so secretive and then you're looking at it well i just i don't know there's not really any direction here so okay you look at the words and you kind of uh you know see what the words are saying and you kind of get information from the from that and and i you know i i gave them a read and thought nothing of it and well and and they literally you know two weeks later hey so they lo they loved you and they want to book you for the part of it. i go what really <laughs> I wonder so, if it has something to do with, you know, when you obsess over something, maybe everybody else is obsessing over it and it ends up all sounding kind of similar. And then when you don't care, maybe. Yeah, you have to. You, but I'm yeah. wondering, you know, how do you, uh, you know, as an animator, I can go to animation school. I can uh, ment I can get a mentor. I can learn the principles of animation and drafting and all that stuff. How do you develop your voice when you want to become a professional voice actor? Where did, Where did things start for you? Here's uh, it started in radio um, when I was 17 years old. I ended up getting a job. I was working at the YMCA Pro Shop in my hometown, and, and um, the morning guy used to come in, uh, John Mariusine, and he used to come in, and and he was a big deal around our small town, and and he used to go to the Y, and and um, and I I got a job in the Pro Shop selling squash rackets and in gear and things like that. And uh, I, I sort of got to know him, and I, I, I said, and I was always kind of goofy. I'm then when my parents would get out the the movie camera, I'd be jumping around in front of it, and for some reason, I like to be the center of attention. But I, I really, honestly, don't. I don't. I honestly, I, like, I don't know where that comes from. Like I told you before, I'm not really uh, not know, a performer, but wants to be I'm center a, of attention. I'm a complicated. I'm a. <laughs> were complicated. you talking on the radio when you were working at the radio at 17? Oh, yeah, I, I got a job, uh, you know, a sort of fast forward. I got a job doing overnights on the weekends. And I was also in high school. I did the announcements. My mother has a cassette tape of me mimicking the radio announcer in our hometown. I was, uh, I don't know, I was eight, nine, somewhere in that area. But I have the cassette. It's And it's, I'm mimicking the radio announcer. And I think, isn't that interesting? You know, there it is. There's me recording my voice. I, my tape recorder was my favorite gift ever and i you know i i i used the shit out of it i mean i just yeah. uh, i broke it i used it so much i loved that um you're one of the few people that loves hearing their voice when they know i don't see the thing <laughs> is i don't but i loved i loved the the fact that you could record i i, I just i don't know um and then and then in radio i started being interested in radio at the time because it was a big deal and i had certain personalities that i was i was a fan of and you know, anyway, they brought me to the station, not knowing really what I was doing, and they had me read some copy and and uh, did some stuff. And they they hired me for an overnight weekend job playing music, and I was horrible. But somebody gave me a shot, heard something. That's like anybody who's casting to hear a tone; they hear something, right? Yeah, it's crazy that they hired a seventeen. I guess they were just looking for a cheap so somebody, labor, somebody, yeah, somebody well, who I, could fill it part time. Yeah, that was all, and and I I sort of fell in love with it. I became a fan of David Letterman uh, back in the day when he early on, and I loved his humor, and and I started you know toying around with with voices, and I was very big into comics and famous monsters of Filmland magazine and all sorts of things. And I I, I remember going to the movies once and uh, with my uh, my good friend, and uh, we, were, we were very young, and we saw the Legend of Boggy Creek. It was a double matinee at the in the movie. I sound old. Oh my god at the movie theater and uh there was a voice and i remember the you know coming this summer you know thrills chills and all out you know and i and i remember i never forgot that i never forgot that my the movie experience for me it was exciting going to see a movie but i always like to listen to the trailers and see the new and without even really knowing that it was a thing i had no idea yeah. until many years later I meet and become friends with the great, the late great Don LaFontaine, who invented the term in a world. Right. That's, and, 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 you know, when someone says, um, we taught a, a, a class together up and I brought him up to Vancouver and we did a prose class. He taught trailer. I taught promo. We had a great weekend. It was incredible. And, uh, they all bugged me to get in the booth. I said, no, no, you guys, he said, no, no, come on. You get in. And I read it. I read a trailer and he goes, you know, you should be doing this. You should be doing this for a living. I go, why? Well, I use it. No, no, no. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. And and Don was a mentor, became a mentor. And, and um, he was the impetus of me moving to Los Angeles, really, and saying him and Tara Strong, uh, Tara for animation and and, and my uh, 
my first love uh, trailers was Don, who said uh, you should tell you go back, you fly home, you tell your family, Daddy's got to do what Daddy's got to do, and you move down here. This should yeah. used to be a career. So, for okay, you. so you're you're working at the radio station. Also, yeah. you had a a childhood love of recording and a knack for you know doing voices and picking up on when people were making interesting voices mimicking like mimicking yeah i got mimicking, in trouble yeah. in school for mimicking so, teachers so uh, you are going through high school then you do a workshop and then uh i feel like we skipped a step because you said you had a family already oh yeah <laughs> no I mean, they, i'm 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 like i'm yeah uh from, so, from so how did you you know what was your first foray into professional like getting paid to do a voice other than the radio like how did that how do you make the jump i mean i, I read about it in your in your bio so i know but like <laughs> yeah maybe. well it was a it was in vancouver and i i, I was really i was working in radio and i and i really wanted to do uh I'm not even sure I really knew it was voiceover. There was a, a voice of the of of a, of a rock station um, in town, uh, Jim Conrad, and I, him and uh, Jimmy and I are still very good friends. And and uh, I used to hear Kono's voice. And go, I want to do that. How do you do that? Like I don't want to be on the air, but I want to do that. Like you know, CFMI, CFOX. You know, I want to do like who's the voice? How do you? And so I started, you know, um, playing around with that. And I think the the I was working on the AM station doing the morning zoo in Vancouver. And I would, uh, I was, uh, uh, JJ, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jim Johnson, who was, uh, is a great radio guy. And, and he had me read some copy for C Fox and I somehow became the voice of C Fox, like 99.3, the Fox Vancouver's best rock or whatever. And, and I was, and they, they, they paid me a small fee once a month. I went, wow, well, this is kind of cool. So yeah. If I can replicate this, how many stations are in North America? And I went home and got a map and went, oh, shit. Uh, okay, so if I get like 1% or even 0.5. So I built a business model of, of and, and started marketing myself as, a, as a, a voice for radio and television. And I grew that business. And that was over a period of, of, uh, uh, of some years. And then uh, I think uh, in the late 90s, I sent a bunch of so i invested a, a bit of money in a, in a small film that went to the uh film festival here in in la a friend of mine's film and uh did very uh the film did did great uh and um i didn't make any money but i was down and i went to the premiere and i happened to have sent all my stuff over to william morris agency and uh near the the beverly wilshire hotel time and i thought as a, on a whim i'd call them and uh and I actually got through, and Nina Niesenholz was the animation uh, um, agent, agent there, rep represented uh, John Candy, Phil Hartman, all these big, big voices and people. And she said, um, are you in, are you in town? I said, yes, I'm in town for the weekend. I said, well, I'm staying at the Beverly Wilshire. Well, I said, well, right across the street. Can you be here at four o'clock? I went, yeah, I'll just walk over. So I went over and met with everybody at William Morris, and, and I, I had and been with William Morris in New York doing radio and TV affiliates for a while. And uh, because I was West Coast and still living in Canada on an airplane all the time, they said, listen, what do you, you know, we'd love to represent you and blah, blah, blah. Because I was doing animation and I was doing radio and doing commercials and all this other stuff and some on camera, but mostly the voiceover. And they were my representatives. And so in the meantime, in Vancouver, I was on, you know, do GI Joe and a bunch of Exo Squad and behind the cartoons, is doing, a whole, you know, getting my resume going. And then they, uh, they, once that happened, uh, the, I made it my goal to 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 be here um, and to, to be part of that. And uh, you know, I guess they liked what they they heard, and they they gave me a shot. Someone is always takes just takes one person to say yes. Yeah. So yeah. you so you built up your radio business. Then you uh, voice acted for your friend's animation in a and went to the film festival because you were there. You... It was it was a it was a, I just invested some money in a live action film. It was not my I wasn't in it. Oh, uh, I see, I see, I see. No, the first the first voiceover thing was uh, my wife was working at a special effects house in Vancouver. They're doing a lot of stuff for the movies that will come up and and local series. I I think they're doing X Files as well, and, and there was a. Um, I started doing uh, furniture commercials um, and because they, they had a, an account there uh, for a Canadian company called The Brick. And somehow I 
got doing those and I'm still doing them. But, Are you the voice of nobody beats the brick? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, okay. You know, but, but at the same studio, a guy named Gord Stanfield came in one day and, uh, I got talking to so-and-so and I said, well, we're done doing a cartoon. Uh, it's called Cleo, the misfit unicorn. And uh, so I said, well, can I audition? Sure. Yeah. We're looking for people to to play. And I go, oh, cool. So I auditioned for, uh, for this uh, hippo. Howdy. Howdy, Cleo. Did I did a voice like this? Like, kind of like I did for cowboy Dick on the morning show. Hey. And I ended up my first cartoon um, with Gordon, uh, Cleo, the misfit unicorn and uh, Mickey Rooney was in the cast. And, um, got a chance to meet mickey and uh, so that's that was before gi joe and then i started yeah. getting more stuff but that was sort of the first time it was all it all really happened in vancouver i started doing theater i started doing stage and improv and started and i fell in love with it and and uh as much as i kind of loved the idea of being in front of the camera and it was really kind of cool and and uh hollywood um i really fell in love with what i could do behind behind the mic gotcha how how easy you know you're, you're quite an experienced guy you know you've had tons of years of experience you've done everything under the sun um you know how i guess how stable of a career is is voice acting over the years like you know you're you've reached a point now where you've done tons of stuff but like if you were entering the industry now is it uh you know how because because um, also people with you know, Zoom and people having recording studios in their in their apartments. Like, is it super competitive these days? Sure. I, I always tell people I wouldn't want to do it now. You know, Phil Phil Lamar and I uh, had a conversation uh, years ago and he said, you know, people ask me at conventions, like, how do you get into voiceover? And I, I don't know what to say. I go, yeah, I don't know what to say because there's no roadmap. There's no right. like, well, this, 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 and then you become a voiceover. It really is no. I, I, I don't know if I want to get into it today because it's so... Look, here's the thing. Um, anybody with the technology that exists today can be anything they want and they can do it from their home. The question is, is, well, does it make it good? Is it great? Like it's the whole idea. Well, you know, we can do all kinds of stuff. And and uh, like I'm a member of the, you know, SAG-AFTRA and in, in, in Canada, a member of ACTRA and, and UBCP, whatever. So I'm you know, I, I'm under the union contract. I can't. Um, so there's a lot of things that I can't touch because they're non-union because I, 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 you know, back in the day, you had to earn your stripes. You had to do a certain amount of work and you had to work. Um, so it became like, I got my SAG card. Ha ha ha. Right. I'm, you know, like there was a level and, and, and Don and Font, Fontaine and trailers and those guys and Ashton and they're they're so good at what they do. Um, you you want to I want to be that good one day. How do I get that good? I don't want to be fine. I don't want to be okay. I don't make good. I want to be. How do I get great? How do I get there? You know how do I get to the top? Um, and it takes work and practice and all this sort of thing. And yeah. And now it's well, it's you know you don't have to do anything union and and you can do something right away, but. Does that make you, you know, a, a voice of a well, like, you know, if you get hired, like you can call yourself a voice. But my concern is, are we, is it water? Is it watered down to what's great now? What's the, what's the, the level? What are we shooting for? Like, are we shooting for okay? Or, well, that sounds good. Let's just hire her or the high or because all this, I kept thinking when the pandemic hit, I'm trying, I don't, I'm, I'm talking in circles here, but when the pandemic hit, my New York agent in Buckwald, and we were talking, uh, um, and she said, you know, there's all, all the all the actors on Broadway, they're not working, and they're trying to get into voiceover, and I think, wow, like so, those people who are so good on stage can't get a job, and then they're trying to get into to the VO, um, so, and these are seasoned professionals. It's a, it's a different. It's a different uh, skill, yeah. you know. Broadway, it's uh, it's a different skill. Like when you're here, it's very, very intimate. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, actors are actors. Is you, you you study, but it's the transition to here is a little different. And um, I, mean, I just felt I felt horrible because there's all these these wonderful, and they're trying to out of work. What are they going to do? And in the meantime, you know, uh. 
the folks were, you know, we were involved uh, doing some series. We just kept the games. Ratchet and Clank was right on going. We were doing He Man. We we're all on Zoom. We we're just kept right on rolling. Commercials yeah, yeah, yeah. kept so, so we kept going. So you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of hard work to get from good to great behind the scenes. What yeah. is what is that hard work exactly? Are you sitting at home just testing out different voices? <laughs> Are you researching? Like I have no idea. I've never. I've never done anything other with my voice other than just talk normally. <laughs> yeah, it's it's listening to what you know, he hearing voices like uh you know, like Bugs Bunny or 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 John Facenda or or other voices um that inspire you or you've heard or like what makes them what makes them good or their storytellers. I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with being on the planet a certain amount of time because there's certain things that I read and do now that I couldn't do five years ago or even less. It's just, I don't know. It's experience. It's, 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 it's texture. It's weighted. So, so if I say like, you know, like David, I have a big role coming up for you, uh, you know, super blockbuster movie. Uh, we have a very specific part you uh i want you to audition in a week like what are you going to do between now and that and that week that point Me? in time probably not much and you know, i'll just wait till I see the script and then uh and, and have at it and then like, spur the my, moment here you go my earlier self would be just obsessing like mad yeah um you know it's it's hard to say it's it's like there's an old uh, canadianism that i still use uh your grip on the stick too tight there eh and it's it's sort of goes with for a lot of things because when you it's like when you grip the stick too tight you're you're fighting it you you know you you try you're trying you're acting my acting teacher used to say you're acting stop acting you know um and and it's just like being there's an exercise i do i, I don't do this a lot i just i don't have time but I'm, i've been asked to do a a voiceover um the class uh in in toronto at, at vo north um, my good friend Tiny Buchanan is doing it. It's in September, mid-September, and um, I've done it a couple times before. I just, I just, I, I, there, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's it's quite interesting. And an old acting coach of mine, Shay Hampton, had this thing where two actors would sit across from each other of a table and just and look at each other, and there'd be a there'd be sides, be a two-person you know scene, and you just sit there and stare at them. It wasn't like getting the thing and and starting. It's like take them in, and and she wanted us to to be able to connect. And uh, that word connect is a really um, important word in in the business uh, to connect when you're reading a spot or reading a commercial or a, or a cartoon or a role, because you have to connect with that not only the other person but your yourself. Mm. When you look at them, you know, when you look at somebody in the eyes. It's, it's sometimes it's easy. It's hard to look at them and stare at them in their eyes and you, without wanting to look away, it's uncomfortable. You know, when you look at someone, you stand there and you, you or you sit there and you look at them, take them in. And when you both feel sort of when it's about right and you, you kind of, you're not looking away and you feel uncomfortable, then you take the, the scene and you start and nobody's real cold read. You have no idea what you're going to say. And that's a key that whatever you do in front of the mic, it has to sound like it's the first time you're saying it. Because as a human being, you know, with a soul and a heartbeat and breath and skin and, you know, it's what makes us human. And when people start reading off a script and they're starting to talk like this and they and people don't talk like that, you know, people yeah. don't know what they're going to I don't know what I'm going to say to to Terry, to to you from one second to the next i have no idea that's how it has to come across and the only way you get to that is a lot of practice or just more time on the planet um and uh, you know and it's yeah it's a I, skill it's a I, skill you have you need to learn um, i specifically wanted to ask you this because uh how like i guess for my personal you know uh i always record the intros later and i i write it up first before i read it but it takes me quite a few attempts to read it and not sound like I'm reading it. Mm -hmm. And it still sounds like I'm reading it when I listen to it later. Like how do I uh, have a succinct script and read it, but make it sound like it's a conversational off the top of my head thing. Um, I think the initial reaction to something like that is I want to get this over with. I really want to get this over with. 
And so the tendency is to, you know, to speed through it. Uh, there is a something I did. You know, we 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 want to get out of the way, uh, get get it out of the way because we're not comfortable with it. So being comfortable with with uh, with yourself and and taking a, a a second to think about what you're saying. I'm trying. There's a script that came to me. Uh, that we did, uh, I did for Field of Dreams, the opening of the Fox, the baseball um, game in Iowa in the cornfield, based on one of my favorite movies, Field of Dreams. And the writing over there, Fox Sports, is it's I, mean, I don't know, they're just wordsmiths. Uh, and it's just so good. And it's, um, the, the words are, there's something magical about this feeling, about this place, about this game. It's a sense mm -hmm. of possibility. The hope and yeah. belief. Now, you know, I'm reading it, that anything is possible. But you need to see yourself as this storyteller. Maybe he's older than you are. I'm not, I'm just putting yeah. my situation, but it's to let things breathe and to let things land. Um, and I, I was notorious for wanting to rush through and get it done. But it's so wonderful when you have these great words. And whether you write them yourself or whether you're reading other other is to let them sink in and, and it's you sort of have to sort of envision yourself uh at a place and, and looking out and or looking back um in time and you know you say to yourself like god there's something magical about this feeling you know it's about this place and you you kind of read through it uh about this game and it's a sense it's a sense of possibility the hope and belief and then you you can't do that in a script. You have to do each individual line, but it, that, that soul of that person reading it has to come through, whether it's yourself or a person you're thinking of. I I'm thinking of somebody about 10 years older. Yeah. Uh, who's who remembers that, you know, there's a, so you're, you're kind of changing your internal identity. Uh, yeah. if that's the right way to say very it. Very much. Uh, I am. That's a very good way to put it. I'm changing my internal identity. Uh, and that identity has to be a living, breathing human being that has to be who has a backstory, you know, um, yeah. it's really and it has to happen like that. They have they don't have time to sit around. They have a deadline. And when you're doing a trailer or you're doing a, you know, a narrative narrative piece like that, you got it. You know, you, you have to be able to deliver and, and be in that moment. Now, there's no yeah. getting up to that point. That's what I mean. Like as a professional um is it uh is it should it be easy like i had to struggle through and everything else and build a career um you know yes you can everybody can have a microphone and it's wonderful everybody can uh but i don't want the, the you know the, the, there's great work everybody can do great work and we need to make sure that um we honor that uh because there's a way to tell a story and there's a way not to tell a story Interesting. No. So, so like, what are some of the, you know, you mentioned as a professional, you got to be uh, like hitting deadlines and stuff. You know, what are, what are some of the skills that you've gained other than, um, you know, the essentials of voice acting that have enabled you to get the callbacks for, you know, people to be like, you know, I want David on this project and like what, besides having a great uh, character interpretation, what, what comes along with, with that? Being comfortable with who you are and, uh, and, and, you're you and that's it they're either going to hire you or they're not you can't obsess over it you so can't. how does how does an interview go you just come in you know you're, well, you're i don't come you're in rep, your agents or whatever calls nobody's you in. come in nobody comes in right now anyway right, uh, right. While, but we get a script and i look at it and uh you know um i don't think about other people or i don't think about other voices or who uh, i just think about okay how do i make this how do i make this mine how do i how do I make this role? How do I, you know, breathe believability into it? Um, what is it that, uh, about? and so that was, that's my goal is to, I don't think about anything else except, you know, how do I make this, this sound, this sound right. Um, it, it's just, you know, following direction and, and instinct and, um, yeah, they give you a certain, you know, they're looking for somebody who's 40 to 60. Okay. I can, I can do that. No problem. Or if they're looking for somebody who's 70 or 80. Yeah, no problem. 
I can add a bit of age on him and a bit of bit of wisdom. You know, there's a in a, and to be able to breathe and take time. If you listen to Anthony Hopkins speak or act, he's very you know it takes some time. He's a, he's a Welsh accent. He, he doesn't he doesn't he's not succinct. He's not a perfect speaker. It's it's how we that's how we are. You know, he's he's yeah. being a human being. Um, that's all I, I mean is just trying. You're a human being, and 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 to 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 take us like don't rush through things um when you're reading something and just take a moment i i don't know how to explain it i honestly don't it's it's sort of uh, it's your gut intuition it sounds like i'm wondering you know how many auditions are you doing before you end up getting uh a role <laughs> oh my god um well some weeks are are better than others some uh how many auditions did you do this week so far yeah it's wednesday um Probably thirty or forty. Wow! So t ten a day, and 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 it looks like I've I'm on hold for two things uh, before the week is out. Um, so you do so, you easily do a, about a hundred a week, a hundred auditions a week. I would say easy a hundred, and that's how animation. That's that's for um, CBS, for that's for Fox Sports. That includes commercials. So that's, commercials, uh, animation, sports, that's, documentaries, yeah, that's, uh, uh, even radio and TV stations looking for a new voice. That stuff will show up. I mean, it's as you know, I have New York agents, I have LA agents, I have a manager. There's trailers yeah. on a daily basis that are, you know, they want to hear you scratch, they want to hear you on this trailer, they want you to. So, so out of out of a hundred auditions in a week, how many of them uh, typically pay off for you? You know, how many roles do you get? Oh, uh, it's about a hundred, maybe uh, three to five. Okay. So, and that would be like, you know, one would be like a commercial where you're only needed for 30 seconds of sound. Yeah. And that commercial could pay you uh, a lot of money over the year for the, for the year. Right. There's, we trailers play, pay, pay very well. You put on a campaign. So five of those hundred, it's a pretty good week. And then there's also, uh, I, I do uh, a lot of com uh, concert uh, spots, which is a, it's more volume than anything. Um, you know, uh, uh, Bradley Gilbert live in concert, you know, or Il Devo and whatever there. I, I do a lot of that. And that, that's, yeah. uh, uh, you know, that's a lot of, a lot of work. Uh, so. So, so, and like, do you, I'm assuming you can take breaks whenever you want. You're like, I don't want to do anything this week. I'm sure. just, yeah. I can. So, oh, yeah. so, okay. Like, um, how do you put yourself into each one of these 100 auditions every week. Cause you said, you mentioned, you know, that you have to go up to your tuition, you have to go up to the direction, you know, you a certain amount of time on the planet. Uh, yeah. You know, how do you put yourself into a character and not think about anything else when in half an hour from now you have to audition for something completely different. And then 10 minutes after that, something completely different. Yeah. And then five minutes after that, 10 different characters. Like, how do you, it's like what kind of brain mindset are you keeping to you know first of all love this and second of all take put the effort in that it needs to be for each of these yeah it's it's um it is an a, a real love for it i'm just looking at uh some of the stuff that's you know i read for that I've, i'm doing the star wars lego summer lego star wars summer vacation <laughs> and uh I remember that came in and I was between, they said they need this right away. And uh, it, it looks like you're going to finish on it, which means, you, you know, they're going to use your voice for the campaign or some of the campaign or whatever. And I was yeah. between, you know, station ID stuff and promos and things that I had. And I, I had, I'm like, oh, shit. Um, I was limited time. I had, I, I work out pretty much mostly every day. That's really important to me. It keeps my energy up and, and I just, I just feel better. I'm also yeah. very sore right now, um, <laughs> it's, it's but, but it's uh, it's just part of, you know, but I, I looked at this quickly and, and I go to the, uh, the, the, the internet and see if there's a trailer out there right now that may have a trailer with no voice on it. And so I get the feel of the, of the, of the spot, what they've cut together and you hear the music and I key off the music. And so it's all compartmentalization. You know, if I'm doing, you know, uh, a Brantley Gilbert to concert to tour, you know, you know, Bradley Gilbert Jelly Roll in concert live. You know, I, I, there's a, there's a, and also, you know, um, Usher in Las Vegas. There's this voice here. 
you know, this summer. Tickets available now. I, mean, I, I sort of, I know where that sort of sits. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for the trailer, for, for for big picture, we do is like, it's um, it's a Lego Star Wars, so it's has a you know, I I can it can be a big voice because it's eventy they call it, but I can I can add a bit of humor. And so it's also this recipe. So I just sort of like, uh, I, I did the serious trailer, but there's a bit of a something not quite serious about it, and it's mm. <laughs> it's hard to explain. But they celebrated their holiday season, survived the terrifying tales. Now witness their greatest escape ever: Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. I mean, I did that like about three or four different times. Yeah. yeah they loved it all good yeah get that. So, and i had to like okay that's over now now i gotta go the brick you know nobody yeah. beats the brick i mean it's sort of you're right i mean you, you uh i internalize and compartmentalize every read and it's like looking on your computer screen you have all these icons and it's like okay which one that one that one and and it's just I guess over the years, I'm able to sort of switch gears. Gotcha. It's a real big thing in any acting is being able to switch gears quickly and make it truthful and honest and not sound. Yeah. I don't so know. It sounds like, you know, keeping <laughs> care of yourself, you know, working out and making sure you're in a good mood. Part of my routine is taking care of my, I, I really believe that is a, that is important to be. Yeah. Take care of yourself, compartmentalize the role, you know, do five, 10 minutes of research, uh, let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, that's let it go. It, it's gone. You've read it. It's over. You know, send it in. Am I happy? Yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. don't so. don't obsess about it. Let it go and uh, have tons of experience so you kind of know what they're looking for. I'm wondering, but, you know, you know, you get a hundred. Uh, you know, just being cognizant of our time, you get a hundred uh, uh, auditions a week. Are these all set up through your reps and agents? Yes, they are. So it sounds uh, like, you know, if I want to make it as a voice actor and I'm kind of starting things off my own, it'd be a really good idea to get uh, representation, I guess. Yes, yes. But you, look, I've had the benefit of, of coming up through the union and having experience, but right. there are pay-to-play pay sites now. And I'm look, I'm not, I'm going to say it right. I'm not a big, big fan, but, but that's me. But I, I have no, you know, uh, there you can spend... You can do a hundred auditions a day if you want to, you know, go on the sites. <clears throat> now, look, they don't pay. Some of them don't pay that great. Some pay pretty good money. Um, Wait, what do you I mean, mean the sites? What does well, that mean? There are like uh, they're pay-to-play sites. Uh, um, they're they're like you know the non-union stuff and and uh, people looking for you know voices, different companies. Uh, so like can, like Upwork or or like Fiverr or something. Like that. Yeah, you can sit at your computer all day long and yeah. you can read all day long. And yeah. You, yeah like a thousand auditions a week you know um some of them are you know are, are pretty good but you're not going to get see i get health benefits and i get you know the thing and it's it's all great medical and everything else and on you you don't get any of that but you can make yeah. some pretty damn good money but you got to be willing to sit here all day and read stuff that's not going to be you know some of this some <laughs> but it, look it's it's however you get there yeah I, my goal was me for me Right, it's not everybody. It's, I wanted to be a, a union man. I wanted to be the best I could. I wanted to work with the best people. I want to play in the major leagues. I want to play in the NHL. I don't want to play, you know. I want to in the major leagues. I want, you know, with those guys, with those guys and those girls. I want to work with them. Yeah, that's yeah. my goal. Um, how do I get there? You know, oh, it's going to take that. Okay, it's people don't realize. You know, they see the end product, and it's been thirty some odd years of blood, sweat, and tears, and uh, right. <clears throat> you know, that's just the way it is. And now with, you know, TikTok and I, yeah, I can be a star tomorrow if I have a hook, you know, and, and, uh, is it, is it make it great? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? It's just, that's my journey. And my point is that everyone's journey, you're going to, this is, you know, blah, blah, but everyone's journey is different. However you get to that point, whatever you feel that your greatness is or whatever your, your level is, then as long as you're happy, like I'm, I'm not happy until, until I send something out that it ha if I, i'll go back to it if i have an animation audition i'll listen to it and go nah that kind of sucks you know I'll, I'll, 11 o'clock at night or midnight i'll come in here and you know play around and um yeah until i get something that i'm i'm happy with that's just that's just me uh but i don't know if i make much sense but it, it's really is a personal journey and and the, my whole idea is that 
you know, let's make whatever we do. Let's try and be really good at it. Let's try and tell yeah. great stories and make so, great. So stuff. let me, you know, I have just a couple more questions. One is, um, you know, somebody's listening to this right now and they super admire your work. You know, they followed you for years. You've done tons of amazing things and they want to take a similar path, you know, maybe union, TikTok, regard, regardless. What would you say is the number one thing they should focus on that will, you know, get them ahead in a career in voice acting? Like what is one thing they could just go and do right now and, you know? I would say really the most important thing, or there's a, there's a few, I can't really take it one, but it's, it's, um, <clears throat> look, improv is great. It's really good. Improv. To... Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but on the human side aspect is you need to be comfortable with who you are and understand that it, it, that's a continual discovery. All right. As you get, even uh, I'm at, in my mid fifties, like who the hell am I some days, you know, uh, that's wonderful. You need to travel. You need to read. I don't care what you read. You need to, to really, because all that stuff as a human being, as, as, uh, somebody who lives on this planet, uh, it all sort of, translates uh, in nuance into something you're reading if if you're reading i was asked to read a commercial today for for healthcare, and i'm playing an older i'm playing a grandpa um and a grandma is talking to me and and the idea is like where's the fl where's the flashlight and we've all know a grandfather we can we can envision it today where you can see him linda look where where's the flash it's right in front of you oh thank you you know two seconds later where are the batteries they're under the sink yeah, right. Okay, thank you. Uh, glasses on your head. Oh, my God. We, we've heard those conversations. So uh, <laughs> it's it's being a human being, and it's all nuance. So whatever you can do to you know, the hobbies and, I don't know, geography and, and, yeah, and yeah. about the damn planet and, and, and about your place in it, and it all kind of can translate into something on a page. It, it comes from you have a reference point. You know, yeah. Uh, so, so you know, improv to loosen your yeah. That's a big get yourself out so there. And yeah, whatnot. get out of your way. Stop staring at yourself. Don't be afraid to be a child. You know, <laughs> yeah. be a child. Improv. Yeah. Be super comfortable with who you are and figure that out and explore yeah. that and ex <laughs> explore the world and you know, uh, the amalgamation of being a comfortable person in front of other people, being comfortable with yourself and having a ton of life experiences is, is uh, hard to do. It's really hard to do in this really hard to do. But Especially you'll be an amazing voice actor if you do it. You know, uh, but, but you know, it's, it's just, uh, if, if it is, if it is, if it's to be, it will be, it's, yeah. uh, you know, it really is a, a yodism, you know, it will be, you know, whatever. Um, that's the way, if you really want it, then you'll find a way. That's really my, my, yeah. you know. So let I, me ask, maybe that's a final question. Let me ask you this. You know, you've, you've had such an illust illustrious, is that the right word? Career? Oh, have I? Gosh. <laughs> worked, I worked on tons of stuff, you know. Screwing, I'm still screwing around. I'm still, you're still screwing around. You know, what, what, is, what, is the, what is the ultimate dream for you that, you know, uh, all resources and time in the world, what is it that you want to accomplish or be? Or are you currently enjoying the, what you want to be as uh right now <laughs> i am amazed they still hire me i love doing cartoons um yeah i i, I love animation i i love all of it and trailers i just want to, to continue doing that i i enjoy it um i also want to be uh you know get my uh level three w set which is wine spirits education i want to be a level three it's not really a sommelier, but it's a, it's really hard. And I, I failed my first attempt. Uh, I, I passed two thirds of it with honors. One section I didn't do too well. I want to pass that. And so that has nothing to do with voiceover, but it's good for the mind. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's about geography, history and stories. And, hmm. um, but, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about making sure my kids are, uh, are good, um, and uh, I just love uh, whatever comes my way every day. I, I do do want to do more features. I, I loved working on, uh, you know, the in the MCU one, you know, on the Eternals. Uh, yeah. It wasn't their, 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 their biggest movies, but it was it was a wonderful experience. And I, I'd like more of that. And it's hard, you know, when you're not a celebrity and you don't have a, you know, a shit ton of followers, um, sometimes that can be a problem. But I 
I, I just want my work to speak for itself. And uh, yeah. I, I just love it. I love what I do every day. I just love it. Amazing. Um, well, is there, is there, you know, as we're wrapping up, is there anything that you wanted to share for somebody listening or, you know, um, anything we didn't talk about that you want to plug or put in? Um, God, well, I don't know. There's been the, the, the plug stuff this, you know, the, the ratchet and clank games out there still yeah. sound like crazy. And, and uh, what sort of uh, game, uh, uh, Honey pepper ball bacon Ford Krilla. What's his name? Uh, the the Psychonauts two with Jack Black and myself and um and uh in the the new the new series just dropped on on Netflix. Farzar uh, comes with a uh, parental warning. <laughs> it's like you know, and the same folks to give you right. You have Paradise uh, PD and Brickleberry. It's uh it's done in space and it's it's out there and it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of other cool stuff coming that, of course, I can't I, I can't mention. But uh, yeah, <laughs> E-Man, the Masters of the Universe is I use my Liam, my two Liams, a Liam from Game of Thrones and Liam Neeson to come up with, the, you know, the, the battle. At this point, you could just plug it literally any project coming up and you're in it. So, <laughs> yeah, Shomaru, it is the uh, Yashihime, which is continuing from Inuyasha. I place the, uh, the Shomaru character and yeah, I don't do a lot of anime, but uh, boy, it's been. Uh, it's been yeah. So yeah, you know, uh, I, I, again, I'm I'm just thrilled to be. Uh, I'm grateful, grateful beyond. Well, yeah. well, David, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure hearing your journey and all the cool things you've worked on, and also your advice on. I'm definitely gonna when I'm recording my intros later. I'm definitely gonna take my mindset and put it into another character and turn off. Here's the thing: turn off all the lights, relax, and sit there and sort of like turn out just very dim light and just sort of. Um, you know, close your eyes and 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 just take a moment. Take a moment to to just breathe and and be a human being. And and uh, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's sometimes setting the mood helps. Where you just you really want to talk to one person. That was always great advice in being in radio. Yeah. Talk to one person. You know, it's like see in your head who you're talking, who your listener is, and who you're talking. Who who's who's the magic? You know, eight ball there. Who are you talking to? And then. Sometimes you, you can get there by your environment, you know. Yeah, that makes that makes good that makes a lot of sense too. Well, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. And um Gary. Of course. And and if you're listening and you want to follow or reach out or uh listen to David's wonderful voice, you can do so by checking out his website, which is davidk.com, or go to his Twitter or Instagram, which are both DKVO, and I'll include all those links in the description of this chat so please check them out and that's all for now thank you so much for listening okay bye the music for this podcast was composed by will farmer and the graphics by daniel abensauer i encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work